0: I'm not special. I've got an illness. Big deal. I can work with my illness. I've got a family. I. I have got. Everything I could possibly need. Your 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 life is surrounded around your your faith. There's no there's no way you can describe it to anybody. I couldn't.
1: Celine Quinn faces up to dementia with the support of her faith, family, and Alzheimer's society. My name's Gareth Bracken and I met a woman accepting who she is. For the past two and a half years or so that this Alzheimer's Society podcast has been hearing and sharing the stories of people living with dementia, I've been to meet our interviewees right across England and Wales, but never to Northern Ireland. That was put right recently as I flew into Belfast and travelled up to the village of Rasharkin in County Antrim to meet Celine Quinn. Celine, who lives with her husband Porrick, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease last year. She shared with me her personal approach to living with the condition. We also chatted about her life before the dementia diagnosis, including the importance that she places on the church. Then there's also the dementia-friendly church services, at which she gives readings, and how this makes her feel. But our conversation begins with Celine's early life. In terms of the family, are you one of 14 siblings? I'm the oldest of 14. The oldest of 14? Yes, the oldest of 14. What was that like growing up?
0: It was busy. You spent your life just rearing children. There was a wee baby coming nearly every year so you were always looking after children. Not an awful lot of schooling. You just made the best of it. You always had plenty of company. We lived in a three bedroom house. And then Granny. Granny moved in with us as well because Granny, she got old, she moved in. (laughs) <laughs> After I had my first child, we lived there as well. We had our own room. To... Don't ask me where they all went there. They were all <laughs> It's just the way things were in those days.
1: Celine and Porrick, who's a retired joiner, have five children, 11 grandchildren, including Rosha, who we'll hear from later, and two great-grandchildren. Celine describes herself as very family-orientated.
0: You just thank God every day. That here you have great-grandchildren and the fun you have with them. The only thing is they wear you out so quickly. You run after them for a wee while. When they leave, you're ready to lie down, I can tell you. But I thank God just for the fun I've had with those great-grandchildren. has been amazing.
1: Celine has held a variety of jobs over the years. She's been on a market stall, run a pub, sold Tupperware, beauty products and insurance, and been a lollipop woman. She used to play golf and still enjoys yoga, dancing, bingo, a craft club and a luncheon club. The church is also extremely important to her what what's the appeal to you what what, what draws you to being so involved in the church generally I
0: have never thought of it that. it's just some place i you were brought so you we were brought up you love your church you you're content in your church It's just a way of life. It's just a way of life. It's just you've a way always of life. been brought up in the church. I've always been brought up in the church. i put mm. all my family up in the church. Mm. Although I'm the oldest of 14, there's what, four of them dead. Really? Yeah.
1: Has, has the church helped you through those times? Mm. Yeah. Very much so. Mm. Very much so. In what sort of way would that, how would it have helped?
0: you've really? somebody to talk to, haven't you? That's that's probably sounds silly, but you go up there and you're not in your own.
1: Selene was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in February 2018 after a series of confusing and distressing experiences.
0: I was going through a terrible time. I used... um, I would have would one of the last episodes we had was going into Balagh. Do you remember, Park? We were out in the car one day, sitting along in the car, and we were going through this place, and there was lovely pink flurry trees. I was sitting in the car and I, we hadn't been talking for a wee while we were travelling for miles without talking and all of a sudden these pink trees were beautiful and I'm sitting thinking to myself I would love a garden. It would be lovely if you had a garden and you'd have pink trees. And I kept thinking this and after about 10 minutes or so Pork spoke to me and I turned around to Pork and I said do you know what? I said, I've been somewhere else. I have just seen pink trees. And I didn't know I had a garden or I could have pink trees. We silly things like that were happening to me. Different episodes. I got the states in when I went into a shop or something came out. I didn't know where to go let or left. Going to the park and bail the money one time. And he sat down in the farm and he told me exactly where I was going and where I was coming back to but I come out and I didn't go and I couldn't find him and then I got all distressed whenever I can't find him so I don't go anywhere on my own.
1: Were these things happening before the diagnosis before you knew what the problem it, was? It,
0: it, it was coming up, yeah. We saw all these things happening but I didn't know what it was.
1: We weren't aware yet of what was happening. No one was aware.
0: No one was aware,
1: yeah. yeah. And then whenever the diagnosis came along, then we all sort of knew.
0: You understood yeah, it.
1: Yeah, we, we could understand it.
0: They did some tests, and they weren't sure. So then I went for an MRI, and they did it, and they still didn't seem to be too sure. So they did an MRI with a dye, but mm. dye or something in your brain, and they did another MRI, and then they confirmed that I had dementia. But like I say, when I, when I was diagnosed, it didn't bother me. But I thought, I've lived with this. That's who I am. And you get on with it.
1: So actually, for you, the biggest struggle was when you were getting these periods, having these periods of confusion or distress. Yeah. Once you knew what it was, and had the diagnosis. Yeah. That was actually... A relief. A relief.
0: Yeah. It was a relief to know there was actually something wrong and that I could do something about it, which was face up to it and... Make it better. Not make it better, but work with it. And it meant that Poirot knew what it was as well. My family knew what it was. so Everybody started to make allowances. Mm. Like Rosh gets called, Cynthia and Sonia. Everybody gets called different names. None of that matters anymore. I think it's for the whole family just to adapt to your, your way of life.
1: So, to recap. Celine Quinn, who is 75... Lives with her husband Porrick in the village of Rasharkin in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Celine has eleven grandchildren and two great-grandchildren, and describes herself as very family orientated. Celine was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in February two thousand and eighteen. After a series of confusing and distressing experiences, the diagnosis actually came as a relief to Celine and has enabled her family to adapt and make allowances for her. What is your outlook, if you like, about having dementia? what is your mindset when it comes to life
0: i have been very ill i have got um i have heart complaint i have diabetes i have a, lip, a form of lupus i have what else have I arthritis very bad arthritis and i'm on a lot of medication so you don't take life for granted. You just go get on with it, don't you?
1: In our previous phone calls, you seem to be very quick to say, oh, you know, I'm not special, I, I'm not important. Is that how you see yourself?
0: Yeah. That's how I see myself. I'm not, I'm just... I'm not special. I've got an illness. Big deal. I can work with my illness. I've got a family. I. I have got... Everything I could possibly need. If I get tired, I suffer a lot from tiredness and that because of the other illnesses I have, I'm on a lot of medication. Mm. So I just lie down in that wee corner, put on my television as happy as Larry. I don't make a big deal about it. Like if I said I'm tired, well, that's all right, go and lie down. There's no need to keep going. 10 minute rest if I have 10-15 minutes I can get up and go again there's one person the same age as me and she doesn't even know her own children so I just thank God every day for how lucky I am to be diagnosed to have the medication take your medication every day and get on with it I remember one example was I came walking at a chapel one day and I was talking to a girl A Patricia, I know very well, and I told her about my diagnosis a couple of years ago. And she said, Oh, she says, How terrible. How dreadful. And I said, But it's not like that. I said, I know what I've got. I've been looked after. And I said, I'm learning to live with it. And that was, that's the way I look
1: at the illness. So far, to say to you about. Do you think about the future?
0: Not a while lot, no. I would worry about my weans. Your family? Uh Uh-huh, and Mm. even her, the only grandchildren now, but they have to report on at night to me if they're out. Mm. They'll ring me and let me know. As long as people keep me and let me know they're all right. You like to be in everyone's life. (laughs) (laughs) You like to be involved. Like to be involved, yes. Yeah. Like to be needed. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. I think that's the f- most important thing. To be needed and be able to help when you are needed. Yeah. That would be the most important thing to me, is to be needed. If my friends need me, mm. I'm able to help.
1: So when you say that you worry about them more than yourself, do you mean that you worry that you might not be able to help in future? Yeah. yeah.
0: that would be That would be my biggest fear. Not been able to help them,
1: and you mean children, grandchildren, anybody?
0: Any of them, mm. yeah. Even, even down to Porik, again, At the minute, I've been trying to teach him to cook, mm. make his breakfast. Mm. Yeah, well, that's going all right. Mm. The first morning they I come out, the second morning I come out, and the frying pan he put too much oil in the pan. It was over the cooker, and the flames were mm. coming up. Three stories Yesterday, a week ago. So like I say, it's not going on. I want to see it's a great success.
1: (laughs) Celine plays a key role in cross-community dementia-friendly church services in the Causeway area. Set up by volunteers in April, these support people with dementia to continue practising their religion with fellow worshippers. Celine's involvement has been supported by Adrian Friel and Ethan McMaster services manager and dementia support worker at the local Alzheimer's Society. The services bring people from different communities together, which Celine values.
0: They're people, they all have their own beliefs. You see, none of us choose really did choose our, our beliefs. We were brought up. You're brought up who you are. And you, you, you accept all the people for who they are. I don't question religions or anything like that there.
1: And there's a sort of, there's a dementia-friendly aspect to it as well. The idea is that people with dementia... Well, when the minister
0: opens it up, he said, we're going to start off with this hymn. Now, you can sit, you can stand, you can lie down, and if you want to get up and walk about, he said, get up and walk about. There's no... Nobody's saying you must sit there, or you must do anything. Whatever you feel like doing, you get up and walk about. If you want to go and talk to somebody... Go and talk to them. What have
1: you got here? So this this is the... This is what I do. Mm. And what's the other one?
0: I read this here. And that there is what the. What do you say? That's the minister opening the service. Mm. He opens the service and then we sing that hymn. Mm. Then I do my reading Mm. and we sing that hymn. Mm. Then Father Dermot comes in Mm. and he does his prayers Mm. right he does his prayers and then we sing that hymn and then that's the finishing
1: hymn and yeah the other bit of paper you have there is that one of your readings yeah so what is this one
0: if I rise on the wings of the dawn if I settle on the far side of the sea even there your hand to guide me your right hand will hold me fast everything means something
1: Mm. It's not just words. Uh, how do you feel when, when you're up there reading? Oh, very important. Mm.
0: Very important. Because, you know, and you see their faces when, when you come down they're all sitting smiling. Well, if you read that there, and when, it, when you're reading to them, if you're reading up there in church, you're reading to people with dementia. You're reading to people with no hearing, A mm. very, very poor hearing, as I myself have very, very bad hearing. You have to speak properly. You have to let them understand. And they'll say to me when I come down, I understood every word you said there. Now, that's all... There's no point in standing up mumbling to a group of 80-year-olds who can't hear.
1: So you you read at these church services. You have appeared on BBC Radio. You're doing this now. So you have no issue or problem with being public about your... Your diagnosis and your story? None. Mm, and why is that?
0: Because it helps me to realise that um, if I make a mistake, it don't matter. If I do something wrong, it don't matter. Because I'm not perfect. I, n- I never thought you'd be able to do this, you know, because you very generally keeps yourself in the background mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But to have to come and
1: do this here... That's unbelievable. If I got Adrian Aether to record one of your readings actually during the service mm. for us to use, yeah. would that be all right? Oh, of course.
0: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
1: When you do have this mindset of, this is me now, I accept it, I'm going to carry on, life is what it is, does that, does that partly come from faith and from the church? Do you draw strength from that?
0: Yeah, I suppose you do, yeah. Mm. You you don't think you don't think of it like that you just think of it. My sister, who I played golf was died by cancer. We used to play golf, and you were going down the second hole, on the golf course, and she would go, "Good morning, Lord, it's a brand new day. Up and dressed and on my way. Here we are out to play golf today. Good morning, God, it's a brand new day. That's how you start your day." On the golf course, and we used to sing that go down the second hole of the Manor, three three sisters, mm. you know. Your 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 life is surrounded around your your faith. Mm. There's not there's no way you can describe it to anybody. I couldn't. it's nearly my story told, isn't it? <laughs> it's who I am, and that's mm. it, it's who I am. I've accepted that's who I am, and just people too. Except me for you, um
1: You were telling me earlier about these, some of these crafts on the wall and some of these bits and bobs. Perhaps you could, <laughs> perhaps you could just describe these to me again.
0: Let's take that there, for instance. Yeah. That is...
1: Under the mat. Right yeah. Yeah.
0: No. a table map
1: yeah
0: a silly old table
1: map <laughs> table. should I read some of these we have um, yeah. well, what's caught my eye first is that the table map says you have a great bum <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <was> picking it. <laughs> and it says I love your eyes and it says your shoes are great it says you are gorgeous your smile is nice and it's got some yeah some little um, jokey bits here as well hasn't it yeah ten signs you're doing well in life and that sort of thing yeah uh. So the, are these things that you make yourself?
0: Yes, uh-huh. do you think for, I've got a few of the
1: table mats to out there that yeah. I've
0: done. And then, again, there's the Halloween hat. Yeah. And there's bringovers on tortoises on singer of the books. And do you make these at home, or do you make these at No, the no, I so make them at class? clubs. What's this? Is it
1: like a... Like a book? A book. It's like a hedgehog thing. Ah, right? a hedgehog. A <laughs> hedgehog, hedgehog made out of book pages. Um...
0: You make a you know, I'm always yeah, yeah. we basket look over there, we yeah. baskets and yes. these things look right around right there, that thing there, that yeah, circling yeah. thing there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see. Make it you make me silly things, things that don't mean nothing to nobody.
1: Yeah.
0: But they mean something to you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Next steps. Connect with others affected by dementia through our online community, Dementia Talking Point. Visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash talking point. Use our dementia directory to find dementia services near you. See alzheimers.org.uk forward slash dementia connect. Your donations mean we can help more people live well with dementia. See alzheimers.org.uk forward slash give or call 0330-333-0804 local rate. This was a podcast version of the article called The Best of Today in the December 2019-January 2020 issue of Dementia Together, Alzheimer's Society's magazine. Written and recorded by Gareth Bracken, produced by Chris Hosker. For more magazine podcasts and links to other Alzheimer's Society podcasts, see alzheimersorguk forward slash podcast. As well as print copies, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the print magazine or the CD, call 0330-333-0804 local rate.